You're listening to a podcast from St. Benedict's Table, a congregation of the Anglican Church of Canada located in Winnipeg, Manitoba. I'm your host, Jamie Howison. As of yesterday evening, March 2nd, we are in the season of Lent. Last night, we marked the beginning with our Ash Wednesday liturgy. It was probably the largest congregation we've had in the church in two years since we first had to shut down due to COVID. Lent has always had a very particular place in the heart of St. Benedict's Table, and people have this willingness to explore its themes and to learn as we go along what it means to be a people who need to repent, which literally means turn around and begin again. For this liturgy, we were joined by a number of folks from All Saints Church, the parish with which we share the building, and our preacher for the evening was Bishop Don Phillips, formerly the bishop of our diocese, and now for the past, oh, two and a half years serving as the priest in charge at All Saints. We decided that we would do this together It would be a St. Ben's liturgy, but open, very much open to both congregations and beyond. And that for this one, Don would take the preaching role. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for the gift of your presence in this time and place and within each one of us. Help us now to open our minds, our hearts, our whole lives, to receive the gift of your living word for us this day. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. So the passage that you've just heard from Matthew's Gospel is read every Ash Wednesday. And it comes, of course, as we begin the season of Lent leading up to Easter. And Lent is traditionally characterized, isn't it, by almsgiving to the poor, more intense prayer, perhaps even fasting or some kind of self-denial. And so Jesus' words in tonight's gospel are a kind of cautionary directive. Make sure you know who you're really doing these things for, because that will define where your benefit will come from, from the praise of onlookers or from the grace of God. Which brings up an interesting point about receiving ashes on our foreheads tonight, because after we've received this mark of mortality and our penitence, it begs the question, Do we leave this place for the rest of the evening with the visible symbol on our heads as a kind of reminder? Or do we wipe them off before we leave so that we're not practicing our piety before others, as Jesus says? Interesting dilemma. But I want to focus on the first reading from the prophet Joel. It's interesting because even though this prophet is calling the people of Israel, the whole nation, to become aware of an impending doom and urgent need to come before God with fasting and weeping, pleading for God's mercy, it doesn't mention any specific historical situation. 
It's almost a generic prophetic call for any time of a national threat or fear. And throughout the Old Testament, the Hebrew Scriptures, there are many instances of how people respond when confronted with evil uh, reputation of their family, some kind of shame, or their community, or their nation. And it often involves sackcloth, rough slave-like clothing, and ashes, both signs of humility, finiteness, lack of status and importance, and acknowledgement of weakness and powerlessness. Do you remember Jonah, the reluctant prophet who runs from God and spends three days inside a huge fish? Eventually, he does prophesy to the people of Nineveh, and the book of Jonah tells us that when Jonah's prophetic words reached the king of Nineveh, he said, it reports, he rose from his throne, removed his robe, covered himself in sackcloth, and sat in ashes. And he ordered all his citizens to also fast and put on sackcloth. Well, this material you see hanging over the lectern tonight is our sackcloth, it's burlap, and it is smudged with ashes. Now, I suspect that most of us have gathered this evening aware of and focused on our own sin, our personal need of God's mercy and forgiveness, and, and that is good. It is good that we bring those things tonight before God. But the prophetic call of God is for this whole community, this city, this country, this world. We are all implicated in and affected by the evil, waywardness, blindness, and injustices of the whole world. The people of God have always been aware of and concerned for the state of the whole world and have pleaded for God's forgiveness, mercy, healing, and grace to live more faithfully in this place and amongst these people. And God has given us fellow children of God to care about and to pray for. So we make our plea tonight in this service for everyone, for all of creation. And we don't make this confession and request for mercy and forgiveness before an angry God. We make it before a weeping God, only too ready to receive us back and put us on a more straight, more level, more whole path for our life and for the life of this world. As you pray this night in this worship, as you confess, as you offer yourself to God for forgiveness and healing, not doing it for yourself, you are doing it for all of God's creation, for the legacy of residential schools and unmarked graves, for the homeless facing the reality of freezing to death in our climate, for the families who have needlessly lost members in this pandemic, for the races 
genders, and sexual orientations who have suffered abuse and exclusion. For the whole created order that has been abused and violated by pollution and global warming. And yes, for the people of Ukraine and for the people of Russia, for citizens of all countries locked in conflict by the selfish and twisted motivation of their leaders. We repent and we bear ashes for it all. We come before God with our tears for them all, for the whole world that God loves. And in so doing, God welcomes us alongside and invites us to open ourselves in humility and peace to receive God's grace. And God's love is faithful now and forever. Amen. This has been a sermon podcast from St. Benedict's Table. For information on our church and to access the full catalog of our podcasts going all the way back to 2006, visit us online at stbenedictstable.ca. In addition, if you are interested in supporting our online work, you can find information on the website using the Donate button located on the top right-hand corner. Thanks for listening.